You're a musician, aren't you, Dave? Yes, I am. What instrument do you play? Drums. Well, uh, we'll count that. Wouldn't you love a show on WPSC Brave New Radio at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays that would answer all your questions about how the music business works? Sort of like a Music Biz 101? Exactly. Wait, isn't there a show on at that time called Music Biz 101 and More that brings faculty and students from WP's music and entertainment management programs together with industry guests that take call-in questions and tweets from listeners about the biz? Yep, it's had all last spring and it's starting up again every Wednesday at 8 p.m. right here on 88.7 WPSC. Yes! There were great guests like Steve Lees from Sirius Radio and Aaron Van Dyne, who handles business affairs for KISS, Three Doors Down, Dave Matthews Band, and more. Also, Carl Guthrie, legendary entertainment attorney, and Paul Sinclair, VP of Digital for Atlantic Records. So, Steve, who's signed up for this semester? We have Dave Laurie, who will talk about tour management, Sean Rosenberg, a social media guru, and Sean and Rachel from Blue Raven Entertainment, just to name a few. Wow, sounds great. And it's free. That's right. Free advice every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. live at Music Biz 101 and more on WPSC 88.7 Brave New Radio. I'm with the adult education. This is Music Biz 101 and more. Sponsored by Hall & Oates, Mo, and the great guitar tech, Mr. Frank Robbins, here on Brave New Radio 88.7 FM! Woo! That's right! You are the lucky one listening to Music Biz 101 and more, and we are the greatest guest of all time on the show today. His name is Frank Robbins. Is this where I'm supposed to talk? No. No? No. You, okay. In fact, please don't say a word for the next 60 minutes. That's if we discussed cool. that. We're just going to yeah. tweet and take pictures. Yeah, and this is the... Uh, Good looking. Frank is a handsome man that you can't see at the moment, but um, you will see because you're going to see all the pictures on Twitter and Instagram and the website. But you are listening to Music Biz 101 and more. Frank is a guitar tech for Hall & Oates. He's a guitar tech for Mo. We're going to talk all things guitar. Can I call you a guitar tech or do you have to be a guitar tech? I'm not from the South, so generally we say guitar tech. Guitar tech. Yeah. Right. He's a guitar tech. And Just don't call me Rody. That's my pet peeve. Really? Yeah. That is the... Yeah, it's one of those that? things. People, everybody knows it. I got in trouble for it, but... You know, like I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not a roadie. Really? <laughs> I have skills. So, you know? so when we get into that, I'm writing down the word roadie. Uh-oh. So we can actually ask what the difference is between a roadie, a guitar tech, and uh, Patrick Swayze's movie Roadhouse, which Road I'm sure is house, right? nothing. And, and there's also Roadkill. Right. Yes. right. We try to avoid Roadkill, generally. Generally, but Generally, there, there yeah. are those times. Again, if you're down south, I don't want to alienate anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine. And uh, we have right across the way from us, we have our always stellar producer, Philip Gorachowski. Yeah. And I got a mic two weeks in a row now. Wow. Look at that. We did a special college radio day show last week where we had Chris Henderson from Three Doors Down on as well as Rob Quick. And Philip had his own mic. And it was awesome, and he got to it speak. It felt great. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really didn't. You don't look as good with a mic, when, but right now you still look good. And by the way, we also have a student co-host, and his name is Jake Reynolds. Jake Reynolds, everybody! Right. Woo! Thank you, thank you. Thank Jake, you. you can clap for yourself. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. There we go. Give yourself a little bit. And uh, our usual co-host, Dr. Stephen Marconi, is on assignment tonight. He cannot be here, and we, we miss him, and we want him to know that we love him very much. And we only say that because it's true. I'm actually really disappointed. I was really looking forward to meeting him. And I can tell you're 
you have the anger boiling up inside and you're just about to leave the room. That and the tear that's starting to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's getting caught up in, in the beard. Yeah. There. Yeah. But uh, do all guitar techs have to have a beard? No. No, no, it's definitely not a requirement. Well, okay. And that yeah. is more more things that we're going to get into. Yeah. So, like we said, we're, we're uh, listening to Music Biz 101 and more on 88.7 Brave New Radio, WPSE, the official radio station of William Patterson, the university. You can always check us out on musicbiz101wp.com, which is our website. You should be tweeting questions to us now at musicbiz101wp and if you're not listening now you are probably listening on the podcast which we're very proud of which you probably found on stitcher.com or our website and we should mention what this radio show is philip did you know philip that this is the only free advice college radio music and entertainment biz talk show and podcast in todo los estados unidos was is this a proven fact I, i i believe that part is is proven we've gone back and forth with what we are with the, we started with the the free advice, only free advice music and business entertainment show, but uh, actually there are other podcasts. There are lots of video ones, but there's nothing on college radio that, so, that I've been so able to find. That's just as good. That was so, a great pronunciation of United States in Spanish too. En todos los Estados Unidos. Really good. That's six years that's... of uh, middle school and high school Spanish right there. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Paid off. Yeah. I'm yeah. impressed. I, I had no idea. Yeah, and and. I'm very proud of it, and uh, my mom is very proud of it as well. So uh, a few plugs. Money well spent. Yeah, money well spent for my public school education. My uh, plugs are we have a few guests coming up in the coming weeks who you're going to be very excited about. The first is Howard Freeman. He is the founder and producer of the New Jersey Quick Check Balloon Festival of Ballooning, which takes place every July in Reddington, New Jersey. And Howard is also the uh, creator of Rock Ribs and Ridges, which is a great music festival. Have you ever heard of that one? Yes, Frank? I have. Yeah, that's a. Cool, have you been to that one? It moved. I have not been to it. It was at Sussex County mm-hmm. this year. Sussex County Fairgrounds. They had Grand Funk, Ooh, and wow. these guys who are got to be mid sixties right now, and they were doing. Let's see. We're an American band. I'm trying to think of their other songs, but their harmonies. These guys were awesome. Like I was. Were they funky? They were complete in a grand way. In a grand way. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So that that was pretty awesome. And then after Howard Freeman, we have Ron Beanstock, who's an entertainment attorney. Oh, I know Ron. Uh, yeah. Do you really? Yeah, I, I, really I do. actually know Ron. Really? Too. It seems like everybody knows everybody Ron. Everybody knows Ron. Everybody. How knows. cool is that? Good guys. That's that's cool. How do you, Jake? How do you know Ron? Uh, through George Dassinger and his class. Right. Um, George Dassinger, who's a professor here on the campus of William yes, Madison, the great University. professor too. Great class. Yes. Loved it. That's cool. Forget what it's called, but. Media use in the entertainment that's, music that's and entertainment the one. industry. That's right. right. And, uh, yeah. Wealth of knowledge. Yes. And that's, again, again. wealth, because Jake is independently wealthy. He just goes to school for fun. Oh, <laughs> Doesn't I went to school be. for fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yes. And uh, how, how, how's that diploma looking? Yeah. It's, um, if I had it, I'd frame it. Yeah, the, <laughs> there we go. All fun. right. Here's a good one for you. Okay. After Ron. Oh, wait. Is, is this the real, the, like, we're going to talk about we're, stuff now. Yeah, yeah, we're we're almost at the okay. real stuff because we have you an just artist. Jumped, yeah, the way you just jump right in there. I, I know. I, I I tricked you. I threw you off. <laughs> After that, we have a guy I went to college with. His name is Rob Fusari, and he has written hit songs. He is a multimillionaire. He's written songs for Beyonce. Uh, he wrote the song "Wild Wild West" that was a big hit from the Wild Wild West uh, film with uh, uh, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And um, he's written a number of, of hits. Lady Gaga, he's basically the guy who discovered Lady Gaga. And he went to Wayne Patterson, the university, a uh, music management major. And Rob has undergone a couple changes in his life over the past couple years. And he is 
recently been in, uh, he changed his name to this artist named Kerry Noki. And he's kind of like a Ziggy Stardust kind of thing. And he's uh, he's doing that. And I think his name is also 8-Bit now. The letter, the number 8 he, and then B-I-T yeah. with a small B. He's right up there in the technology. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So one of the three of them are going to be at, uh, attending Music Biz 101 and more awesome. in three weeks. And we'll be talking to him about... I'm going to have to listen in. Please do. Yeah. Listen live yeah. or stream us live, Frank. I will. Uh, we talked about that. I'm not really... I'll have to listen live. You know, I'm technology you know, technologically challenged. Right. And I just got my tongue today. Too, so. <laughs> He's speaking challenge too. Yeah. Uh, final two things is we have a, a free popular music biz boot camp coming up here Saturday, October 18th. If you'd like to be here and check that out, reach out to us. You can email me philpd at wpunj.com. Can I come to that? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. On, it's open to everybody. I'm going to be on tour. You're going to be on tour. Yeah. Usually uh, that's what happens. All the, you know, good stuff happens around town, and I'm on tour. Right. With so, whom will you be on tour? I should be on tour with Hall and Oates. Really? At that point, yeah. Both Hall and Oates. Both oh. of them. Okay. At the same time. So before we get into Frank and all, to be frank with you, and so Frank Most can be frank are. with us. Yeah. As, 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 and you always are frank oh, yeah, with us. Yeah, I prefer that. Yeah, uh, well, I want to talk with Jake for a moment. Sure. And Jake, you are, what is your major here at William Patterson, the university? And tell us about the job that you have on the side and how it relates to the music biz. Okay. Um, I am a pop music major here at William Patterson. Uh, I'm also one of the lighting directors for the university. Um, it's a fun job. I also work uh, worked with, over the summer, uh, BML Blackbird Theatrical Services, uh, doing repairs and preps and a whole bunch of stuff for uh, a lot of great bands and tours and festivals uh, and it was a really great experience and I had a lot of fun and I love doing it. Talk about when you say you do lighting, mm-hmm. a lighting tech right. on, on campus, what, what does that entail? Well, pretty much for every show that comes through, somebody has to put the lights up on the rails and uh, make sure they work. So it's a pretty important job and then uh, once they're up there and they work, just got to make sure they're on during the show. It's a lot more interesting. It sounds than simple, I, uh, but it's a, yeah. There's more to it. Yeah, there's just, a lot more to it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kinda... like a guitar tech doesn't just turn on the guitar. There's a right. lot of stuff right. going on. So and yeah. there's nothing more disorienting than one light pointing the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh huh. Or being the wrong color, especially for an LD, which is a lighting designer, mm-hmm. the person who runs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's really annoying. Very frustrating, but very rewarding if everything goes smoothly and everything looks good. So far, I haven't had any big problems during a show, so that's good. I'm trying to keep that going, but uh, but I'm waiting. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, it's well, it will happen. Yeah. It will, as you said, you have to fail sometimes, right? right. Yeah. 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 So, you know. Now, t- tell us about, um, you were telling me uh, the other day about the big warehouse and how you guys prepare the lights and you ship them out. Explain that process okay. real quickly. Um. So there's a lot of different pieces of what goes on a stage for a single show, and maybe a lot of people don't realize. There's truss, motors, lights. You got to have all kinds of electronic pieces that connect all those things so it can be controlled from front of house, which is where you keep uh, your lighting console, your sound desk, things like that. And um, pretty much my job was everything that came back from a show... I would take it out of the box, test it, and if it works, sweet, throw it back on the shelf and wait for it to go out again. If it was broken, uh, I have to fix it and then test it again, then put it back up on the shelf and wait for it to go. 
when shows were being prepped, uh, we would set pretty much the entire show up inside the warehouse, test everything, and then pack it all up again, and then send it out. So it's it's pretty much we have to make sure everything works before it goes to the venue. And then they make sure everything works. And then right? they make yeah. sure it works so. again. I was going to say, in shipment, is it shipped yeah, by yeah. UPS or is there a tr- you guys no, have a truck we have that's our own shipping trucks. it yourselves? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So and and it's um, lights and I'm sure stuff in transit's getting yeah. bent and yeah uh, tours and stuff are especially rough on uh, pretty fragile equipment. Some of the lights we have are ten eleven thousand dollars each. So so we think there has to be a lot of planning ahead. I was talking about with you in class uh, contingencies. They they have to understand if we need let's say a thousand lights for a particular show, we need to have a ten percent on the side to repair. Right. You have to have backups. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we rarely have to put our entire inventory in, in a bunch of trucks and send it to one show. Usually, there are multiple production companies working uh, together to put a show together. So, it's it's not uh, so intense on one, unless it's a giant, like PRG is huge. Mm-hmm. They can pretty much supply entire festivals by themselves, no problem, but... uh for companies on the smaller side, it usually, you know, takes a couple companies to put all of the gear that's necessary to run a big show, you know, mm-hmm. together. So that's great. And so uh, you're graduating in May of 2015, right? That's correct. And you believe you have a job all set up for yourself? Yeah, it looks definitely. good with this. Yeah, a lot of great people over there. Uh, they seem to enjoy me, and I enjoy being with them. Definitely great for learning, uh, which is. So it's, I consider where I'm still at in the stage of my career. But yeah, lots to learn, lots to do. I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So you're a success story before you even graduate. You're I, already doing well. That's awesome. I like to think so, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Good. Cool. Excellent. Okay. Very See cool. Bye-bye. Okay. We're bye, all guys. done. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> You've been listening to Music Biz 101 and more. Okay. Enough of the student stuff. Who cares? Yeah, who cares about that guy when we have an adult in the room? Wait, I want to talk more about the student. No, I'm just <laughs> We are now going to get one-on-one, one-on-one with Frank Robbins on Music Biz 101 and more. <laughs> Hello, Frank. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was very, that was, we worked that <laughs> yeah. out very hard. Much, All right. much better than your drumming at the beginning of the show. Right? <laughs> oh, God. You're such a drummer. Everybody makes He's fun such of a the drummer. You're such a drummer. Everybody makes fun of the drummer. And, I used to play drums and I got smart, you know. <laughs> all right enough of the insults yeah, he sends it okay right. yeah, so, the, drum, the drummer's got all the chicks he <laughs> said no you know, said no one ever wait here's here's my favorite line about drummers are drummers the way they are because they hit things or do they hit things because of the way they are wow Whoa. Deep. Deep. see that's philosophical <laughs> right there and that's college radio that's talk college radio you know you don't hear that in a high school station <laughs> I'll tell you that. You oh, don't hear that. Out. No, iHeartMedia is going to talk about that. <laughs> no, this is free form, baby. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So uh, the first question, and we have lots of student tweets that Jake is going to read. Cool. But the first obvious question is, well, there are many first obvious questions, but the one we're going to choose <laughs> is, can you define what a guitar tech is and what a guitar tech does? Sure. Um, a guitar tech is and does. He's the person that basically sets up the artist's gear, um, and uh, just make sure it's where the artist wants it to be every day. We talk about, you know, we set up a, a kind of like a fishbowl. You know, we just try to make it perfect for them to come in and swim around. And um, different guitar techs uh, do different amounts of technical uh, things. Some guys, uh, you know, just can string 
change strings. Other guys can do uh, a lot more technical stuff. That's where I get into the whole technician thing is the difference between a guy that just, you know, takes the guitars out of the cases and, and um, sets up amps and, and, uh, and the guy that can, you know, take a guitar apart and put it back together again, basically, mm-hmm. you know. So it's maintaining. It's main, a lot of it's maintenance, and it's just being there to make sure that everything goes smooth for the show. Yeah. And then you're with them you're, you know, during the show. You're, right. <laughs> you're part of it. Yeah. And what, during the show, what are you doing? Um, mostly just, <laughs> I was going to say, tweeting. Uh, no. <laughs> um, no, on the side, it's just trying to pay attention, you know. Um, uh, I always, you know, I say it's one of the, it's a cool job because I get to watch a show every night, you know. So it's great. Um, but it's paying attention, making, just trying to uh, make sure you, you catch something as it's happening, if it's something happening bad, or you prevent it before it happens. You know, you just keep your eyes open. A lot of it's keeping your eyes open. All right, so so uh, John Oates is playing rhythm guitar on Rich Girl, and he's or perhaps a lead. He's actually a lead guitar he's, player. Okay, is yeah. he really? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's a good guitar player. That's that's because you don't get that impression. No, I know, but yeah, yeah he he takes his fair share. Okay, because who is the guitarist who was also in the Saturday Night Live band, and he was oh, in the Hall of Notes band? G. For, Smith was. G. Smith, right. right? Yeah, and you always got the impression that he was the lead guitar player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're always used, there's there's a lead guitar player, but but Oates gets his you know okay a couple fills in. Okay, which is cool. All yeah. right, so so back to the scenario right where he's playing rich girl before i rudely interrupt yeah you kind of ruined the whole show actually <laughs> and uh the e-string breaks right and which never happens when i'm which guitar e-string? tech by the okay. way okay but the, the low e-string oh. actually which is the thickest right yes. that would be very difficult. High so but but he because of the way he plays because he's such a strong man right um so the high e-string breaks all right um so that's where you're keeping your eyes open am i too far from the mic phil sorry I pulled a Marconi. <laughs> I, uh, all right. So I... Uh, step away from the mic. Uh, uh, step, come close to the mic and speak, boy. So I uh, totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, the string, so the the string, string breaks, breaks and you're watching right. and you got you to gotta be the guy to run, to have a guitar right. handy to run on stage and replace that guitar. That's do you do it mid-song or do you wait or does he give you a signal? I uh, usually get a signal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it depends on, on what's going on. Um, I try to stay off stage during songs as much as possible. In any band I work for, you know, regardless, um, it's a little more relaxed on a on a Mo show than say on a, a Hall and Oates show. You know, it's a little bit more about production on Hall and Oates. Um, the people out front hate to see people on stage that aren't musicians. You know, in a Hall and Oates show. Yeah, yeah, and most most pops most pop shows, I would say. You know, you don't really want to see text running around. It's, you know, but um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like if he can make it through the song, eh, we'll switch at the end of the song if it's gone horribly wrong and it's totally out of tune he'll give me the signal right yeah and you also said that doesn't happen with you so is I it because you well, change- just just what jake was saying before it's like you you just try to maintain that thing where it's like you don't have mistakes like that happen things don't break during the show um it happens it happened to me a couple of days ago you know stuff just crapped out in the middle of the show and it's like and you just try to figure out what it is that crapped out mm-hmm. you know so that's a panic situation sometimes Okay, so um, you you are you keeping track of how long that particular guitar has had those strings on? Absolutely, so you know yeah, that yeah. you and you just know the way he plays, and with that particular guitar, he's got six shows in him or three shows in him before yeah. you have to change him. Or? Well, like with the Mo guys, the main guitars get changed every day. The strings get changed every show. Um, with John, I can usually go two or three shows depending on the guitar. You mm-hmm. know, um, and shows are shorter, and and there's less 
wear and tear on the guitars generally you know um there's not a lot of jamming and and you know so yeah you know a 90 minute show puts a lot less wear and tear on a string set of strings than a three-hour show right you know so how, how did you get into this in the first place how does one become a guitar tech um kind of a uh organically i guess you know when i was in high school i was in the the band staff and we fixed instruments and then right out of high school my friends that were in bands i just started you know hanging out with them and um if i wasn't playing i was coming to shows and putting up lights and you know coffee cans with with uh um you know like what do you call it i can't even think of the name of the, the big uh, high energy bulbs and all that stuff and just got to be one thing after another, a little bit of that, and <clears throat> got a job in a music store, and went from the music store to a guitar factory, went from the guitar factory to a tour. Um, when that band went bust, I went back to building guitars, and I built guitars for 15 years in New York City, and then started slowly working my way back into the live thing. And that was, you know, 11, almost 12 years ago. So specifically, how when you say slow, slowly worked my way back into the live thing, what did you do to do that? I mean, you were making connections, I'm assuming. Yeah, it was just, you know, guys come in, um, you know, players come in with guitars they need fixed, and somebody needed a tech for a weekend show, and I volunteered, and you know, and, and, and uh, it kind of went from there. You know, it's like connecting with this dude, connecting with that dude, and, and you know, you start getting phone calls. Like, oh, hey, can you come out and do a weekend? Can you do a week? Can you do two weeks? You know, and, I started taking vacation time from my job so I could go out and do a, a two-week tour, you know. And eventually it got to be where it was, there was a little bit too much time off. So I had to make a decision, and I got a good offer, and I, and I left. And what, what the offers, uh, are they full-time work, like we're going to give you 46 weeks of work a year? Or what kind of offers do guitar techs get? Are you an independent contractor, I guess? Or? Yeah, I'm kind of halfway in between. I'm... Um, I'm on the payroll for two bands. Like I don't work as an independent contractor, but I only get paid when I actually tour, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like I'm on a salary position, um, which some people are. And you know, you're, and you're, you know, there's a thing called the retainer, which, uh, um, the first band, the first big band that I got offered a tour with, um, had a situation where they get paid retainer. So you'd tour for two weeks, you'd be home for two weeks, you get some money while you're home and basically to keep you <clears throat> on the gig, you know? Um, so that's a cool setup, you know, but not every band can afford to do that. So, you know, you just work around it and you pick up other work. And who's specifically hiring you? Is it is it the band? Is it a guitarist? Is it a manager or a tour manager? It's, all of the above? Yeah, it, all of the above, actually. You know, um, I mean, management has a final say, but, you know, if the guitar player likes you and says he wants you normally, then you're in. You know, tour manager, production manager, any of those people know you from previous gigs. That's where you get most of your work from working with people that are on other tours and, you know, and they meet you somewhere along the way and, you know, and say, Hey, that guy's not a jerk, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> because that's, I mean, every, I don't know if it's a cliche, but everybody says that, you know, you're on the road 24 hours a day. You're only on stage for, you know, somewhere between, like I said, 90 minutes and three hours. And you got to live the other 20 something hours with this person. If they're a jerk, they're probably not going to last too long. You know, that's, you don't want to live in, in a metal tube rolling down a highway with a guy that's, you know, got bad gas or something. You know? <laughs> or tends to eat all the Oreos, or, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's actually a really good point. I mean, the two great points so far is, is the networking is a big deal and also just being a, an authentic person, you know. And right. And I'm, I'm sure do, – do you see guys uh, in your field who are maybe starstruck because they get to, to – 
do the guitar tech for say Springsteen or or Pete Townsend or something, and they they just clan, they just they're not themselves, or you, it's more professional and it's fun. yeah, it's it's well, it, it it's generally more professional. I mean, there's definitely people that are um, that do get starstruck, and and people that tend to um, you know I don't know I don't want to use a, a the wrong term but you know that you get the little brown nosing thing going on where people are just you know get up and try to get up in somebody's head and make themselves more important or whatever you know what i mean like just um but for the most part most people are really uh are very professional you know i had mentioned uh before we went on the air last friday on college radio day we had chris henderson who's a guitarist for three doors down and um i was reading about them and their former guitar tech actually became the guitarist for the band when they kicked that somebody had to leave the yeah, band three doors yeah. down I mean, um, is that, that a, a natural order of succession or that's a unique no, case all, no it's 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 not completely unique it happens um it happened recently with a big band from new jersey um where the guitar player didn't make the tour and the guitar tech took the gig, you know. Um, at, Are you allowed to say who that was or no? I'm not going to say who it is, but okay. people might know. But, um... Uh, Partridge family. Yeah, yeah. Danny. Yeah. yeah, no, he was the drummer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the well, drummer. Yeah, it's always the drummer. But, yeah, I mean, it's one of the things... And that, you know, and that means that you're actually... Uh, can play guitar and actually play the parts and play mm-hmm. the songs, you know. But the bigger um, bands have backup guitars, like the Chili Peppers, when John Frusciante left, the the backup guitarist uh, Josh Klinghoffer got the job. So there's a few other people that you're gonna have to go right. through, probably, right? Yeah, or there's you know, I mean, or they're gonna hold, you know, there's or there's a line of guys at the door when they hear rumors that you know the guitar player has been wobbling on stage lately. Phone calls start getting made, mm-hmm. you know, between people management calling guitar players and guitar players calling management and going, "Hey, man, I'm ready if you want," you know. If if you need me, I'm ready. You know, I know the students. And, you know, um, I heard that story in, in Nashville a long time ago. You know, there's a, a guy, a friend, a, a guy that I met uh, got a, a big name gig. And he said, uh, he basically said there was 15 people standing outside the door of the studio waiting for him not to make the audition. You know, mm-hmm. you know, so. Uh, a, a great story. I, there's a guy who teaches here at William Patterson named Greg Bendian. Jake, has he taught you in any classes? Bendian. Yes. Greg Bendian. Yes. Two G's. Well, three G's in the name. Art of the, the Producer. Begin. Yeah, he was, teaches a class, Art of the yes. Producer, in a pop program. But Greg is also a drummer, and he's a, a drummer for Todd Rundgren. And That's the way cool. he got that gig is through his, his circles and through networking, he would come across Todd. I'm on a first same basis with him. He, and every time he saw Todd, <laughs> Everybody goes, pretty much is with Todd. Yeah, because yeah, he's like that. He's like that. So every time he saw Todd, he would say, if you ever need a drummer who knows your entire catalog, call me. And so after fourth or fifth time of saying that, uh, he gets a call a couple weeks later from his man, from Todd Brunner's manager, uh, the, the woman who calls Greg and says, we need a drummer. Can you do it? And Greg goes and he does it. And now when Todd goes on tour, Greg splits the tour with Prairie Prince, who used to All be right, the drummer for sure. the Tubes and the new cars and a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Prairie was the drummer when I did the new cars. So you did the new well, cars? I, did, I, was, I was the guitar tech for blondie and we we did a split bill kind of thing where it was like we opened but it was mm-hmm. supposed to be head co-headlining but it was, right you know, okay it was all the new cars but that's an example of, of of really networking and somebody that's how they got that gig yeah, they sometimes, just kept yeah saying, sometimes you can and sometimes you can literally you can push that button too many times you know you can be a pest and people go eh, that guy's a pain in the ass mm-hmm. right but, right 
And that's important, though. I mean, that's again, you need I, to understand I, people, and there's a people part. So and, you know what? Yeah. I think people need to understand that they are listening to Music Biz 101 and more. And we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with our student co-host, Jake Reynolds, who's a very bright guy because he's in lighting. Get it? It's funny. And then we have Uh, Phil Gorhofsi, our awesome producer. Oh, you better believe it. And then we have (laughs) Frank Robbins with an extra S. Leave the last S off for savings. He is a guitar tech for Mo and Hall of Notes and more. And we will talk more when you come back. Music Biz 101 and more. Hey, Dr. Steve Marconi, did you know about our Music Biz 101 and More theme song contest? I did and do, but only because I co-host the show. It probably wouldn't be good for you not to know. We're off the topic. Here's the contest that's open to every listener in America. Not Russia. No, I'm mad at them. It's simple. Submit an original tune to be used as the theme song for Music Biz 101 and More. A panel of judges is standing by ready to pick the winner. Any style of music, right? Right. Vocal, instrumental, it can be funny or serious. Our blue ribbon panel is looking for something that stands out. One of those old love songs in your sock drawer won't win. Because that song probably sucks, right, Steve? Funny. All entries are due by November 5th. And the winner will be announced on our show December 10th. What does the winner get? The winning song will be played at the beginning and end of the show and broadcast live on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. here on WPSC. Plus, you'll get verbal credit in each show, and don't forget the podcast. The show is mobile on Stitcher Radio, so if you win, you can have your parents hear the theme song from their phones and then listen to us interview the best of the best of the music and entertainment industry. This is how Justin Bieber got his start. No. This is how Lady Gaga got her start. No. This is how Paramore got their start. No. But it might be the start of your career. Tweet us for details at MusicBiz101WP or go to our contest page, MusicBiz101WP.com backslash theme song contest. Do it now. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. After midnight, you're going to listen to Music Biz 101 and more. Hold on, there is more. After midnight. You're going to go and you're going to listen to the podcast a little bit more. That's right. I do not have Dr. Stephen Marconi to criticize my awesome singing tonight. He's always tonight. giving you a hard time. He always criticizes. He hates my voice. And Dave, I'm, gr- I'm willing to step up for the role, man. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No, no, I can do it. I, I love you. I love you, babe. I don't need <laughs> you. I, I can do this by myself. But, um, in fact, uh, it, when you deal with Hall & Oates in the future, could you just let them know that I am here and uh, I can pretty much sing. Well, you know, they call. haven't had a singing drummer in a long time. So, <laughs> so okay. yeah, man, I mean, you know. All right. If you can uh, just pass my... There's uh, always room for more vocals. Good. All right. that, that's <laughs> great. Especially there's, in that there's, band. There's always room for... Who is their drummer now? I know it used to be Mickey Curry. Mickey Curry, yeah. No, the guy uh, is a New York City guy named Brian Dunn right now. Brian Dunn. I shouldn't say right now. He's been there for a little while. He'll okay. be there for a well, little while. Well, still right now. I mean, but I know the implication is that he won't be there long, but... No, no, no. Brian will be around. You'd, you'd hope so. Yeah, I would I think His so. His parents hope so. His wife hopes so. Yes. Yeah. She's a very nice lady, Mrs. Dunn. That's right. Yeah. Right. Who, who's never finished. Dunn. I Dunn. It was a joke. That's funny. But I'm fun. Um, one thing that our listeners heard while we were rocking out is the Music Biz 101 and More theme song contest. And we would love for you all to enter. There were some great prizes, including if you were listening uh, to the show before we went on the air, uh, Philip Gorokovsky, who is our awesome producer. Right, Philip? Yeah. I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. Listen to that. Our awesome producer, Philip Gorokovsky 
has a show an hour before us, and the winner of the Music Biz 101 and More theme song contest is going to be interviewed by Philip on January 14th, mm-hmm, and right. we're going to play their music. And then also they'll be interviewed by us on January 14th, and we're going to play that person's music or that group's music. And of course, it will be the intro and outro of every Music Biz 101 and More live show on WPSC Brave New Radio and also on every podcast that goes up on Stitcher.com, mm-hmm. which you can also find on our website, Music Biz 101 WP. But we're running out of time. November 5th, or fifth, that is the date that this is done, and so we want you Wheat all thins. to <laughs> Wheat thins. Wheat thins. <laughs> that is it. And we need you to uh, to enter and enter often, but enter now. Get that done, and this have, might be a number opportunity. of submissions already. Yeah, we actually do have yeah. a number of submissions, so it may so sound like we have none, but we have more it. than none. Yes, yes. This is a. It's actually a really good contest. We have another great contest we're going to do after this because there's uh, something called Braveathon that is run every year by WPSC, and we right. are going to own. Some slots to Braveathon, and we're going to be able to divvy those out, and we will talk further about that after you enter our theme show, theme song contest. All right? Are we done with that, Philip? Yeah, I'm not, I think that was perfect. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, and we all think you're perfect. And the song will be played on rotation at the station. Yes, so actually, that, their best uh, song. Th- right. Thank you. The the best, the winner's best song, and it doesn't have to be the theme song. The best song will be played in rotation at least for a month on WPSC Brave New Radio. So everybody who screams about how they need to get their music on college radio, how can I get this, my music this on is college radio? This is the way to do it. But you got to win. You got to enter. Got to right? be in it to win it. That's it. That's, That's what it. They say. That's never been said before. Actually, this was the first time that was said. I'm sure of it. I'm not going to take credit for that one. Right. You should. You should. All right. Our boy Jake Reynolds is now going to read some questions for you, Frank. Uh, And these are from uh, our listeners. Okay. Great listeners. Oh, yeah. Our amazing listeners who we love very much. (laughs) Absolutely. This one. We all start with dude. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Every question starts dude. Dude. All right. Well, this one's from uh, Sean Clark. Uh, The question is. Dude. 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 How did you learn the skills to become a guitar tech? Just from playing guitar, or was there some sort of formal training? Uh, in my particular case, it wasn't formal training. I just kind of like did it hard knocks way. You know, I, I taught myself a bunch of stuff and read a couple of books, and um, you know, to get the technical end of things. Um, the rest of being a guitar tech, a friend of mine says, ninety percent of the gig is showing up. So, you know, it's it's being there. Just be there and, and be available and be ready to work when they want you to. Are the, is there, for guitar techs, like uh, you have a, a high class, you have the, the, some awesome musicians, then you have, you know, the, the lower end. Are there guitar techs who some are just awesome? Oh, yeah. Some, you know, and then like a middle class who can yeah. get the job Yeah, like done, I said, but... I mean, one of the things I was amazed when I worked in New York City at a guitar shop, uh, there was a lot of guitar techs that brought things in for really simple adjustments, and I thought... I mean, come on, dude, you're, you're working for, you know, X rock star and you don't know how to do this. You Name should the rock star. Pick one, anyone. I, no, Andy Gibb. I shouldn't say that. But, you know, Slash. I, but that said, there's also there's some great techs out there who just know the right people to take stuff to. They don't necessarily have to have the knowledge. But I always thought, you know, it's like, well, you know, I could do this because I, I know more than that guy, you know, which is, you know, not egotistical, but um, it's pride and pride is a... Right sin and i probably shouldn't be proud but, you, know. you, you mentioned you read a couple books do you remember what those books were uh um yeah those are uh, there's an irving sloan book that's on you know guitar repair i mean this is when i started doing this you know umpteen years ago there weren't that many there wasn't that much stuff out there now there's a lot of product out there. there's a lot of um dvds and stuff there's there's companies that specifically make um instructional you know video uh, available um 
so it's it's a different ball game. Um, um, one of the companies that's out there now is uh, called Stu McDonald, Stu Mac, and and they sell all kinds of tools and they sell all kinds of DVDs and and stuff to teach you how to do repairs and do you know the the technical end of things. There's nobody you know. There's no Roadie 101 DVD out there that I know of. There might be. You could find anything on YouTube. Anything on YouTube. anything, on anything you want. Maybe I'll YouTube. start my own YouTube channel, Roadie 101. Oh, but there is a difference between a a guitar tech and a roadie. What would that be? Absolutely. Well, I, uh, I, we, we talked about this. I, the, the thing is, I think of a guitar tech as somebody that has more knowledge than just, you know, um, somebody that can just push cases. You know, roadie to me is, so you think about Meatloaf and the, the movie, you know, it's like, you know, a dude who sweats a lot and does a lot of drugs and alcohol and, you know, just barely shows up for the show and, and he, but he's big and he can move stuff around, you know. Um, a technician to me is somebody that has some skill sets, you know, that, um, you know, like I can take a guitar apart and put it back together again. Not everybody has that skill set, you know. So I think of myself as a technician. No, I'm, I'm, I'm taking over this show. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> when did your path cross with Hall Notes? Is because that stuff like that just doesn't happen, does it? Um, yeah. I mean, it kind of it was one of those situations where it was, um, you know, I, I knew a guy who who had worked with the band and and he knew me from uh, the guitar shop in New York City, and. Um, uh, it was one of those things where literally they needed somebody tomorrow, and he called me up. And I think uh, I think Daryl's <laughs> Daryl's comment at the time was, "I just need a new guy. It can be anybody." <laughs> 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 and I happened to be the anybody. Um, and uh, so it was cool. It was it literally, uh, uh, you know, a uh, friend of a friend kind of a thing. And he called me up and said, "Hey, can you be in Lake City tomorrow night?" And I said, "Sure." And uh, I showed up, and you know. And I've been working for them on and off for seven years. Um, were, were you a fan back then? Did you know their? Uh, their oh, music? I knew who they were. I mean, but I wasn't like you know, I mean, I, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a, a super fan or anything. You know what right. I mean? Like, I don't, I don't even know if up at that point I owned an, a CD. You know, but um, I do now. You, know? <laughs> you, own, you own ACD. <laughs> yeah, I own ACD. I own all the CDs. Just ask my wife. <laughs> um, well, have, you mentioned your wife. Let's bring up the, just the fact. Um, you're, how often are you on the road? I mean, you have a wife, you have a daughter. I mean, you, you have a home and all that. Right. Um, how do you, how do you do this? You know, you're you're going out on road, and we we should mention that you know you're on you're with Mo, you're with Hall and Oates, so you're juggling. You have a juggling act between groups. Right. You have a juggling act with you have a family at home. How do you get all this done and not burn out as well? Um, well, for me, <laughs> I would say you know being on the road is it's it's simpler than being home sometimes because you you get up, you do the gig. Uh, you know, you set up the gear, you do the show, you put the gear away, you get on the bus, you know, have a slice of pizza and a beer, you go to sleep, you get up the next morning, do it again. You know, um, there's nobody standing over my shoulder telling me what to do. So it's just really simple to just, um, not that my wife does that, but, um, I'm just going to say, but she does. Um, <laughs> love you, honey. Um, so, but yeah, no, literally it's like, you know, on the road is just, it's just, uh, Alex, not Alex, um, uh, Neil Peart described it mm -hmm. as a vortex. And it's just you sort of get into this thing, and you just you just it's tunnel vision. You just go and you do the same thing in and out every day in a different place. Um, you know, when you go home, it's like there's more other things that go on. You know, the toilet breaks. You know, uh, hmm. I, you know, I had to do foundation work on my house the other day. Like you know, that like <laughs> stuff happens, and you go, you know, uh, uh, the internet went down. You know, there's always something like that. So um, uh, sometimes uh, being on the road is easier. Uh, you know, it's joining the circus. Um, but um, when I'm home. I'm home 24 seven and I get to be dad and I get to be, you know, 
the hubby and I get the honeydew list done and, and get all that stuff done. Um, and I'm usually average between the two bands. I usually average about two weeks a month on the road, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less, you know, so. So around 26 weeks a year. Give or take a little you know, bit. Around, yeah. around that. Yeah. Okay. And, and do you, health insurance and things like that, is that something that you're covered through your wife's yeah, job? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, Mo does, um, Mo has a, a good organization that they do actually offer health insurance. All the guys are covered, you know, um, um, because of my wife's job, I've always been covered through her work, so I don't have to worry about that. You right. know, okay. so. What about things like uh, retirement savings and things like that? I mean, are you... Um, no, we live hand to mouth the- pretty much. And, um, <laughs> uh, not nearly, you know, I figured, uh, you know, <laughs> we were on tour with The Who, uh, with Mo for uh, like four shows, and the two guitar techs uh, are two, two older English gentlemen who have been in the business forever and they're well-respected and looked up to, but they're all, you know, there's in their 60s and they're still doing it and i figure so i figure i got a you know i got a chance at doing it until i drop <laughs> i told somebody today uh, uh you know i want to uh if i if i die on the road i want somebody to just put on my gravestone f-o-r-d found on road dead mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um jake yep you have more work to do okay cool Read that one next right question here we go this one's coming from dude. alexa ray dude, dude. <laughs> That's right. Remember, every question starts with Sorry. Dude. dude. <laughs> we'll see. Now it sounds awkward when I say it. Oh, well. Moving on. What is the most rewarding part of your job besides the good pay? Well, you're assuming that there's good pay. You know? <laughs> um, I always say, you know, that's why I get paid the medium bucks. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't complain. We get paid pretty well, um, considering, you know, but you have to realize it's also, we're doing routinely 12 to 15 hour days. So if you break it down, um, by time and then the fact that you're on the road 24 seven, it comes out to something below minimum wage, you know? Uh, <laughs> but, um, the most rewarding part I think is really just, um, the music I get to, I get to, like I said, I get to watch a show every night. Um, you know, the two bands are completely different. Um, and other bands I've worked for have been, you know, again, just completely different things. Some nights the same show over and over again. Uh, other nights it's not the same show for, you know, four days, uh, depending which band. So, but it's always good music and they're always good musicians, and I enjoy the, you know, the stuff that goes on. Even the shows that are the, are the same show every night, there's always going to be some little thing that's going to change. Somebody's going to throw some little thing in, and and you get to kind of, you know. Uh, I goof on the musicians a lot of times and we'll throw little, you know, little gestures at each other as far as, you know, trying to, trying to crack, get them to crack or, you know, um, you know, somebody does something stupid and everybody laughs and, you know, you you can, you can kind of just, uh, make it more interesting that way. You know, a lot of people in the music business, they have that moment where they realize that everything they're doing is worth it. You know, maybe some people when they uh, put a band together and they finally go on stage and they're like, wow, this is, this is why I'm in this business. Right. Do you have a moment like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I can't pick one that I can think of, but you know, going to something like Bonnaroo and standing on the main stage at Bonnaroo and looking out at the crowd, even though I'm not playing, I'm still part of that. What got, you know, the band out there and, and so you're part of the group, you're part of the organization and, uh, and to be able to stand up there and look at all those people and, you know, um, you know, uh, a ridiculous amount of people yell my name at shows. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, um, I feel like, um, yeah, privileged to be part of that, you know, oh, you know, I mean, back in the day we used to say, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a gang, you know, of, of 
of horse thieves or something. You know, you ride into town, you know, you grab the the money, you grab the women, and and then you ride out of town. You know, so <laughs> you know we don't grab the women anymore, but we try to take the money and the beer. So. <laughs> And and how about the the accommodations when they're on the road? You mentioned a show a show ends. You pack up all the guitar gear. You right. put it. Do you put it on the truck? In the you truck. Just, you put yeah, it physically yeah. in the truck. Yeah, we kind of you, you know, tr- travel with a semi. All right. Then you jump into a bus. Right. You mentioned um, right. A, a nice tour bus. Yeah. Uh, is it with the rest of the band, or is it? Or it depends upon the group. Depends on the group. Yeah. Like with Mo, we're all in one bus. So okay. You know, it's uh, twelve guys in a tube. Then you go into the next destination, probably. That yeah, we night. usually travel overnight. Um, and usually, I mean, it's depending on the situation, uh, most, most nights and, you know, you you shower at the show after the show at the venue and then jump on the bus. And like I said, grab a pizza and a beer and, and go to sleep, you know, so you're sleeping on the bus. You're not sleeping in a hotel. 90% of the time. Yeah. Which is interesting from the perspective that that's one expense that the group doesn't need to worry about. You know, the tour manager or the person putting this together, when they're putting together their P&L for the, for the tour, right. they could say, you know, we're, we're rent, we're paying. Is that a technical term? P and P- profit and loss statement. Oh, because P&L. in college, See, we I'm have not to in management, so you wouldn't understand, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're just a grunt on no, the well, stage. You know, right? I stopped the philosophy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I just, you know, I wanted I know, to point that out. That I was know, good, you know, you know, it's like, it's, just, it's a learning thing. And I, I know, and I'm trying to learn how to get beyond the guest and actually make it more about me. Right. So, <laughs> so, so the question was, uh, okay. Do you want me so, to ask you questions? No, no, because they're all personal. Okay. So, okay, so they're renting the bus for $7,500 a week or whatever right. it is. This this really nice, high quality tour bus. Tour bus, right. um, So they don't need to... Also worry about an added expense of twenty five people in a hotel room at a hundred dollars a night. Well, you know? it, de- it depends on the tour, um, because like uh, for Hall and Oates, there's two buses, there's a band bus and a crew bus. Um, we don't play every day. Like where Mo will do, you know, five shows out of out of seven days, kind of a thing, you know, um, or more sometimes. Um, Hall and Oates generally does. You know, we're kidding around this summer, like these two two in a row are killing us, you know. Um, so they'll do, you know, a, a show and a day off and a show and a day off. And then, uh, and usually there's hotels involved then too. And and for the days off, you're still getting paid for the days off, even yeah, though so, you're not. So yeah, because I'm on tour. So you get contracted, okay. Uh, the, the, oh, there's no contract, man. You don't sign anything. There's no reason why you should. You never sign anything. No, and I, I would never sign a piece of paper with no, anybody. No, no. And we teach that. We teach that. Don't ever sign don't a contract. Don't ever sign a contract. There's music, no need. Music no. Biz 101. I know. Don't, <laughs> don't sign anything. Don't sign Just anything. Just take their word for it. Until you talk to Ron B and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. So um, you you are told, okay, the tour is going to be from October 15th to November 22nd. Right. Um, and you're going to get paid, therefore, from October 25th, 15th to November 22nd. Or, you're gonna, or if, you know, if the actual first show date is October 15th, you're gonna have a travel day before, uh, so you're mm-hmm. gonna get paid for the travel day. Now, what about practices? Like sometimes, if they're like big two weeks tours, and maybe the band hasn't gone on the road in six months, and they want to have a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still get you get paid for those days. So you're, as you're, well. But you're yeah. working those. I mean, if they do it as pre-production or like yeah. in 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 um, the Mo tour that's coming up, um, we'll have several days of rehearsal, um, so that we'll uh, you know we'll have to set up a rehearsal somewhere and, and hang out and. Um, you know, so yeah, you get paid for all that. Okay. Next question from Don't Jake. Hit him. That's not nice. He's, He's getting good, his attention. He's yeah, a dude. Good kid. Dude. 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 Uh, so this one's uh, coming from Mike Womack. What's up, Mike? Uh, <laughs> oh wait, this isn't one. <laughs> uh, as a guitar tech, are you booked for an entire tour? Is it possible to work two tours at once? 
Um, that's called double dipping, and it's really hard to do, but occasionally, you know, you, you can pull that off. Usually it has to do with travel days, and, um, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll go from one tour to another and get paid for by both bands on, on, on a day, you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, usually you're, you're booked for the entire tour. Um, and, and, and sometimes, you like you said, I juggle, um, you know. Sometimes the schedules work great, like, like the next Hall & Oates tour ends on Sunday. Monday's a travel day, I go right to Mo. You know, but Mo will have already been out for a couple of days, so I got a guy that's subbing for me for a couple of days. You know, so you you kind of play this juggling thing, and sometimes I just have to pick one or the other. You know, and and it can be difficult. And and when you pick one or the other, since obviously, like you mentioned, there is no contract. I mean, you're right. you're handshake type agreement. You're our guy. Yeah. But um, you run. It's 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 risky if both acts go on the road at the same time, just for the fact that they may love your sub. Or something like well, that. that's a, the trick is always to get somebody who's good but not as good as you are. <laughs> it's a you know secret. Yeah. Well, actually, I would believe that. I mean, well, yeah, the, yeah, the, no, it's, I mean, it's and, no you joke. know, no, yeah. no joke. So you know, I mean, the guys that I get to, to sub for me are all really good. I just hope that you know my guys like me better, or we have more history, or you know, whatever. And, um, I've only lost one gig to a sub ever, and I think that was because I wasn't available for a lot of shows, and he was, so they just kind of stopped calling me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it kind of bothered me a little bit, but you know, stuff happens. So, who are some of the other acts that you've worked with? Be, you, we mentioned Mo and Hollywood. Um, yeah, when I went back on tour, started touring the the band that really gave me the offer that got me out of the um, out of the uh, uh, shop in New York City was uh, the Black Crows, and oh, wow. I, I did the Black Crows for a while, and um, and I've worked with Blondie and the B fifty twos, and done a lot of. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other bands I've worked with. Um, but I did a lot of uh, I've done a lot of one-offs with kind of cool people. Like I did a, a a videotaping thing with James Taylor, you know, and like like little stuff like that. It, it's been fun, you know. Um, we did some stuff with Paul Simon, Ooh. you know, and, and just and again, it's all connections. People know people, you know, and hey, it's like hey, this guy's not a jerk and he can do this, you know. So, so I have a question, cool, um, for you, dude, dude. Now <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I I've been on. A tour or two in yep. my day. Yep. And when... In his day, which is... Yeah, which is 16 years <laughs> yes. old. Back, yeah. uh, please. Back in the... Uh, 15. <laughs> back in the spring of 14. <laughs> um, anywho. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so there will be days when you're with Mo where you say you don't have a show on that day. Right. But you get to your destination, the city you're playing in. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing to do on those free days? Sleep. Yeah? Sometimes. sometimes same for me. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's just, you know, <laughs> like I said, you know, you're doing a 15-hour day, you do four of them in a row. Um, maybe you get six or seven hours sleep on the bus if you sleep the whole six or seven hours. And um, sometimes you just beat, you know, and you mm-hmm. just take the day. But then other times it's like, you know, you're in a major league city and there's a baseball game. So, right. you know, it's like, yeah, you run down and you buy tickets and you go to the game, you yeah. know? Um, sometimes I go to, I do stupid, not stupid, but you know, I go to museums. Like if I'm, I'm uh, I had a couple of days off in London. Oh, that's I'm so like, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> the opposite you know? of stupid. No, but I mean, but it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, I'm in London and there's a museum right here that I'm, you know, yeah. probably maybe, I don't know when I'll have another day off in London and be around the corner from this museum. So right. I'll go spend, and I, I get, I get lost in museums. I spend, you know, everybody else will walk through and do the thing in half an hour and I'm there for four or five hours, you know, but now, uh, I don't know if you can answer this question or not, oh. but if you were to choose one 
band, one act to work with, who would it be? Now? Like living yeah. or dead? Or or just as a fantasy. Oh, um, geez. You know, I mean, I always say I want to, um, I'm looking forward to doing the, you know, the arena tours. So, um, somebody huge. I mean, you know, like a, a Jimmy Page, uh, Frampton's a great guy. I met him and, and, and he was really cool. You know, one of the iconic guys would be really fun to, to work for, you know. I actually worked on one of Jimmy Page's, his main Les Paul once, which mm. was kind of a trip. With I had, you know, my shop owner, his tech, the tour manager, all looking over my shoulder to make sure I didn't screw <laughs> it up, you know. But uh, but that was kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. it would be cool, um, like being the guitar tech for like one of Ringo Starr's All Star Tours. Oh because yeah, there's so many. Yeah, people come through, players. and, and yeah. yeah, you get to meet all these these cool people. And again, it's just you watch a great show. You know, I did a a, a summer tour with um, Government Mule. And it was amazing to work, you know, and watch Warren Haynes play every mm-hmm. night. Really amazing, you know. Now, we've got a lot of DIY musicians who listen to this wonderful radio show called means Music. do it yourself, right? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. DIY acronym, kind of sorry, like MASH from sorry. Mobile Ambulatory Surgical Hospital. And so... Or CHIPS, uh, right? Or, or CHIPS, California <laughs> Highway Patrol. And then this, where all these references okay. are like you know, from before Jake Do you get paid for day. any of that? Do you, any of these mentions, by the way? Uh, yes, I actually do get paid when I mention uh, Chips and uh, the stars. Eric Estrada. Uh, uh, Eric Estrada. I was going to say Arthur <laughs> Fonzarelli. <laughs> that is wrong. So uh, okay, DIY sorry. musicians, um, what kind of advice do you have You know, to, for them to, if they want to become, you know, go on the road and they want to be a guitar tech, they want to work with bands, uh, what, what can you give them? Um, just, you know... Um, I would say learn. I mean, it's always learn as much as you can. The more knowledge you have, the more experience you have, the more valuable you, you become. So, you know, do the research. Um, don't be a fan. You know, I mean, I love the when I went to work for the Black Crows, I was a I was I had always been a fan, and so I had to step back a lot, you know, and just kind of just try to just be you know be the tech instead of being a fan. Um, you can like the music but you're better off not being a fan, you know? Aaron Van Dyne is a, a colleague here, and he's also the business manager for KISS and Three Doors Down and Dave Matthews Band and others. And he says his job is never to talk about the music. Right. His job is never to... to his job is to pay their taxes, pay their bills, that kind of thing. Right. And I would think it's the same way. You're, you shouldn't tell the, the guitarist, you know, John Oates, you know, maybe if you want to... Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, I stay out of the music discussions as much as possible, unless somebody says, you know, if they're having a really hard time, you know, I uh, literally, I think, you know, uh, one time in a thousand, I might drop a suggestion in a box, you know. But um, Hall of Notes, I just stay out of it. I mean, they've got a great musical director. John does, you know, directs a lot of the the rehearsals and stuff. So I'll just lay back and, and goof around with them sometimes. But um, yeah, it's not. It's. It, I'm not talking to them about their music because it's their music. You know, I'll talk to them about their guitars all day and their amps, and you know, and that's where we get along. And and we talk about the family stuff. I and mean, the reason why I work with Mo is because it's a family organization. You know, everybody's got kids, everybody's married. You know, so we all go through the same things at home and on the road. You know, well, that's great. And and it's basically uh, we need to wrap up. We we've had a nice little right. family congenial atmosphere was... going on amongst the four of us right now. But it's time for all Let's families do it again to end. Sometime. We should dude, we should. <laughs> dude. And so everybody has been listening to Music Biz one oh one and more. Again, tweet us any day of the week at Music Biz one oh one WP. We're sorry that Dr. Stephen Marconi could not be here tonight because Terrible. he is the linchpin. He is the backbone. He is the big toe of this show. And so Dr. Marconi, when you're back, we can't wait to have you. We're missed. 
Yes, we want to thank you. Uh, thank uh, producer Philip Gorakovsky. My pleasure. Thanks he, for having me on again. Thank you for being here. You, you are our dream policeman. We want to thank Jake Reynolds. Jake Reynolds, <laughs> Reynolds. Thank you. Thank and congratulations, you. hopefully, on a, a long and bright future. Uh, yeah, there it is again. Yes, right. and dude, we want to thank Frank <laughs> Robbins, the guitar tech for Mo Hall and Oates, and more. Thank you so much for Very taking cool. all yeah, the time to dude. talk with us, dude. Dude, <laughs> and I, of course, am your professor, David Kirk Philp. You may call me Professor David Kirk Philp. You have been listening to Music Biz 101 and more on Brave New Radio 88.7 on the FM dial. Thank you so much, and don't forget, you are the man inside our brain. Ah!